A contractor, unhappy with a decision made by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, protested and protested and protested until it got the answer it wanted. Here with lessons learned from this long-running case, procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. And Joe, good to have you back. We talked about this case, was it a year ago last March? This first came up. Yep. Tell us the background here. That's right. Yes, that, that's it. Started with a GAO decision because this uh, company, National Government Services Inc., first went to GAO and um, lost their protest. They then went to the Court of Federal Claims, lost again, and now uh, on appeal, the Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit um, has sustained their objections to a CMS solicitation. This involves a very large um, group of contracts for processing Medicare claims in parts A and B of Medicare. Um, The amount of money processed by these uh, contractors goes into the billions of dollars, and they're very large contracts. Um, What CMS has done is they've divided the country into regions and uh, separately competed the contracts uh, for each region, But they have a limitations policy that says that no one company can have more than 26% of the national workload. So after you've won um, a few of these um, regions, you can't win any more. And National Government Services, which was hitting that uh, limit, uh, protested that limitation. And what was their grounds for protesting it? It's very basic. Uh, The Competition and Contracting Act, uh, which applies to these contracts, requires that there be full and open competition and stakes out what exceptions there can be to that requirement. They said this is prohibiting uh, companies who have been successful from competing and winning awards. And um, CMS had uh, defended their policy uh, successfully. They had two reasons for it. One, they didn't want um, to rely on too few companies, because if something bad happened to those companies, it would endanger the whole program. And two, they were concerned that if if a company became dominant or a monopoly, uh, they would have price risk uh, from that company. Uh, So in both of those instances, the uh, that those were the reasons for the policy, which had been previously upheld. I'll bet you another reason for that policy was that CMS is worried about the potential for fraud, the more concentrated that kind of financial processing becomes. Well, that may well have been the case, but they didn't um, expressly say that during the protest process or in the process of um, adopting the policy, which went through a fairly uh, considerable uh, uh, process with uh, discussions with industry. In any event, you know they had this protest, and they had several reasons why it didn't violate the law. Uh, the first one, I have to say, is kind of lame. They said, well, you can submit a proposal. This is just a restriction on whether you get an award or not. Um, and they pointed out that under some very limited circumstances, like where there's only one offer, uh, you could get an award even if the award violated the uh, limitation. The Federal Circuit had no trouble looking past that uh, objection and saying, well, if you if you can't get an award, uh, what's the point of submitting a proposal? So uh, this doesn't really uh, uh, cut it. The second reason they had was, well, it's just an evaluation criterion. We can establish evaluation criterion, said CMS, even if they eliminate some companies from competition. And um, this was basically the way they had uh, successfully defended the policy at GAO. Uh, But the uh, Federal Circuit did not buy this as an evaluation criterion. 
um, they looked at cases upholding restrictive evaluation criteria, and they said, well, they're, they're, they're different. They're things like experience requirements, et cetera. Uh, this is something that applies to an individual offeror and not to the offerors as a group. And they also noted that uh, it wasn't listed, to the, this criterion wasn't listed in Section M, where the eva other evaluation criteria were. So that also indicated that you know, this probably wasn't an evaluation criterion. We're speaking with Joe Petrello, a procurement attorney with Petrello and Powell. I guess my question is, why can't it, why does it have to be a, an evaluation criterion? Why couldn't the 26% rule simply be a condition of the program? And therefore, everybody's treated equally. You get 26%, stop bidding. That is still a restriction on who can get an award. And so it, it's arguably a limitation on a full and open competition. Again, they're looking for some hook to hang this on and, and haven't found one in the law yet. Their third argument was that it was authorized by the statute setting up this uh, the Medicare uh, program to compete these contracts. And the, the Competition and Contracting Act does permit uh, limitations on competition that are expressly authorized by statute. The statute uh, that CMS was operating under said, well, it, the, it, you know, it says we can require that the, the entity winning the contract meet such other requirements as the secretary may impose. So, you know, this is a requirement that the secretary has imposed. And the federal circuit said, well, that may be true, but it, uh, the statute doesn't expressly authorize this particular limitation. And if you read it, in this expansive way, it would seem to authorize any requirement and justify any requirement regardless of the effect on full and open competition. So they you know, said that the uh, authorizing le uh, legislation did not uh, provide an exemption to that requirement. Finally, we're down to the last argument, and uh, that is uh, the Competition and Contracting Act does allow an agency to exclude a particular source from competition if um, the agency determines that doing so would increase or maintain competition or would ensure the continuous availability of a reliable source of supply. So that seemed to be on point, uh, although the legislation said it can't be done for a class of purchases uh, and it had to be supported by a determination and findings. And that's where uh, CMS tripped up again. They had not made the required determination and finding, uh, which has to be made with a senior procurement executive. So let me ask you this then. What is CMS's course of action? Can they go ahead and make that determination if they want to take the time to do it? The Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit specifically left that possibility open. They said, we're not looking at whether or not uh, you could make such a determination. We're not judging that. We're not um, looking in advance on whether this would, would be um, an appropriate determination and findings under the regulations. Uh, you have to make that determination and findings, and then we'll, uh, you know, the courts and GAO can take a look at whether or not it was done properly. And so uh, CMS right now, I think, has two choices. One, they can try to make the DN uh, well, they can drop the limitation. Uh, they can uh, they can try to make the uh, determination and findings and see if it'll hold up, and if neither of those courses work, then they're going to have to go to Congress and uh, get specific authorization in the statute for this type of a limitation. 
So that determination and finding, that could, in reality, take another year, I would imagine. Well, it could take a while to, to put together. CMS already has built a, a reasonably good record uh, on the uh, factual basis for this, so it probably won't take all that long, but the ensuing protests, and it's almost certain to be protested by this company, um, that could drag on for quite some time. In the meantime, then, no awards have been made because this was a solicitation protest, not an award protest. Yes, I'm not entirely sure where that stands in terms of the procurement process That's for CMS, but uh, uh, this ruling does throw a, a monkey wrench into their program, and uh, the limitation that they feel is very important for a continuation of the program. Joe Petrillo is a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. That's a sticky wicket. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand by subscribing at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Looking for holiday gifts for less? Come to Ross and say yeah to making your dollar stretch on name brand toys, clothes, and gifts. Get the gift of savings this holiday from Ross. Yes for less. SMS text, 9.32 p.m. Hey, man, I'm not home yet. Grabbing a quick drink with my lady friend, LOL. But just wait for me there, dude. The spare key is under the big gray planter by the garage. Peace. When you send messages on SMS, someone else could be reading them. With end-to-end encryption, WhatsApp ensures that your personal messages are your personal messages. WhatsApp. Always message privately.